92% of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. 92% because of a bike? Not just bikes. We also make treadmills and rowers. Oh, let me guess, for elite athletes only, right? Nope. It doesn't matter if you're an avid exerciser or new to working out. Peloton can help you achieve your fitness goals. 92% stick with it. So can you. Try Peloton bikes, tread or row, risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only. Not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. waste warriors seriously let's get that stuff out of the land out of the water and pick it up and get rid of it but how do we do it how do we do it we care about our land we care about our water we care about our earth and the universe our first guest on today's big blend nature connection show is national geographic kids editor arianne suzu and she is joining us to talk about their new book it's called kids versus plastic how you can ditch the straw and find the pollution solution to bottles, bags, and other single-use plastic. Single-use plastic. You know what? I can bet that we don't even realize what is like, here's the long-term plastic versus the single-use half the time as we move through our daily lives. So very excited to have her on the show to talk about the book. So welcome, Ariane. How are you? Hi, I'm doing well. I'm happy to be chatting with you both. Cool. Yeah, it's good. This this book is awesome. You guys are awesome. Like I was saying in the beginning of the show, what you do at National Geographic Kids, it's not just the book. This It's like a whole... I love it. You know, I remember Ranger Rick growing up and yeah, um, getting involved in the project. Yeah, right? Mm-hmm. You, you got yeah. involved with it. And you're, I'm a part of a park and animal nature person because of that. And um, I know they're still going, and that's through the National Wildlife Federation, but National Geographic, you guys have been going. Were you, like, the first uh, nonprofit, like, for nature and science through the whole the world, I think? You guys were one of the first foundations, I believe. I could be wrong, but you guys going into <laughs> these kids' books, um, you're also putting it online with all of these projects, too. So it's, here's the book, but... Um, we want you to get involved. It it goes beyond. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I mean, Natio has been around since 1888. I, I, I'm not sure if we were mm-hmm. the first nonprofit, but I'll take your word for it. Um, <laughs> we, you know, we created this book, Kids Versus Plastic. Um, it's, it's for ages 8 to 12. But, you know, I will say that when I was putting the book together with my team, we all learned a lot, um, yeah. of, you know, in particular about these you know, single-use plastic, like you mentioned, and, you know, like you mentioned also, it's, it's chock full of tips and easy swaps kids can make in their daily lives, um, lots of activities, uh, creative ideas for upcycling. You know, we, we created this book because, you know, it's come to our attention that a lot of kids, you know, they hear a lot about 
saving the planet and about species disappearing, about human action causing environmental issues. Um, you know, mm. they hear that plastic is a problem, but, you know, kids can also feel very helpless. And I, I think COVID hasn't really helped matters a lot. You know, they want to help, but they're not mm. entirely sure where to start. So, so we created this book um, to empower them, to give them the, the stats and the figures they need in, in ways that they can comprehend, like lots of colorful infographics, you know, for example, we'll say like, if you gathered up all the plastic that enters our ocean in a single year, it would equal the weight of about 533,000 school buses, you know, stuff like that. So they can kind mm-hmm. of start to get, you know, some context for how much trash, how much plastic in particular we're talking about. Um, and then we give them lots of tips and suggestions and activities so they can actually do something about it and they can feel empowered. I love that because I think when when things are bad in the world, right? Which right now it's kind of crazy. Um, you, I don't care if you're a kid or an adult. You can start to feel helpless, and you know, like Joan Baez, one of my favorite quotes is she says, "Action is the antidote to despair." And mm-hmm. I always think about our youth and how they're feeling, moving on in in the world of climate change and. Um, powers being kind of crazy. I mean, all of it's crazy right now, honestly. And kids have got to be kind of fearful. And I don't know how we can, as adults, always be able to get to that. Like, how do we explain it to them? Like, we're also scared. Like, what do, what do you know, right. climate change is scary. And with, with these books, I think what's so, when you say about empower them to be able to do something, then it's it takes kind of once you start doing something the fear starts but, to melt away and you can move forward that's so true yeah I, I, that's I think so as true a, as a parent i think one of the best things i ever had as a, a tool to raise lisa was books and i would look through like i, I haunted libraries i looked at children's books mm-hmm. and we traveled during her childhood and looking for things that were relevant. And it wasn't always that easy to find something relevant. So when I look at kids' book, I love, I'm like, oh, this is relevant. Or it's relevant over here, but not over there. But that doesn't make it a bad book or a good book. It, I was looking for, as a parent, something to help me bring up my child. And I think that, that we often look at children's books, oh, that's a kid's book. Oh, that's cool. You know, but it's a tool for parents to help them engage mm. with their children and and to maybe say what the parent is struggling to say on their uh, on by themselves. It's a backup. It it gives you ideas. So when you're a parent, when you get a when you can get good books for kids, it's I I I find it as a Oh my God! Thank you. You know, <laughs> right? Absolutely. Yeah, Ariane. And, and you know, absolutely. And and you know, when we put books together, you know, being National Geographic, like we, mm-hmm. you know, our brand is built around photography, and so we, in our mm-hmm. nonfiction kids books, we tend to have you know, in almost all of them, we have photography, and you know, we mm-hmm. we try to be really careful about the photos we select. Our photo editors are, you know, incredibly responsible in that they 
they look for photographs that that portray the message that that show what we need to show and show the real world but we never want kids away feeling bad you know we never want yeah. them to, to feel traumatized by yeah by, you know, an image of an animal yeah. choking on plastic or something like right. that so yeah but that but that's the thing that you guys are doing the photography you have graphics too that um one of the one of the first things in the book that i liked is that you're showing i mean it's fun you make it too it's like this book is full of trash it stinks and that and i started laughing at that you know because i mean come on because you know it does. um <laughs> but anyway, by the way, go to kids.nationalgeographic.com and uh, just Google kids versus plastic. And you'll find it, Kids National Geographic. You'll find it online. You get it on Amazon, all those places. But when you – I love this um, interactive part that National Geographic's put together, like I was saying earlier, that it does empower kids. It gives them tools. But you also put things in, in like you are saying, in context and, and in perspective, like this is how many elephants this is. Like you put in like <laughs> exactly. okay, 8.8 million tons of plastic dumped into the ocean each year. What does 8 right. million, 8.8 8 million tons of plastic look like? Even human, adults don't even know what to no, look you at. Don't. You're, right. You do put that kind of stuff into perspective so we can understand like that's a lot of elephants that's a lot of skyscraper that's a lot of this you know right absolutely and you know one thing at Nat Geo like we're always trying to get kids context because we realize you know you, you can't assume kids you know know everything about you know the history of certain things so you have to kind of back it up and and give them that much needed context and so for kids versus plastic we we started the book off with actually a brief history of plastic and how it's really taken off in roughly the last 70 years or so and it's come to be in almost everything you know you can sit yeah. in your office or your room and and just, I'm sure you can find a, some things made out of plastic or made with plastic. It's yeah. pretty insidious. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, it's interesting because looking at what the difference is, what is single waste plastic? And it goes down to mm-hmm. your toothbrush even. And a lot of well, them Yeah, don't even absolutely. Think but the, right. when, the, when the people invented plastic, whoever, like how that came to be, I'm not sure that... I mean, I think they're, I don't think they meant to do harm. And they always go right. because they're business people. We're like, oh, we want something that will last forever. But right. when, but they maybe didn't mean that it should be tossed out in our oceans and our forest and dropped everywhere. You know, maybe right. they didn't think far enough ahead because they were back then, then. And we're over here now going, oh, plastic's bad. You know, I don't right. think they knew because how could they think in the future that far ahead? But now we have right. to clean up. We have to clean up. And I think everything has a place. Like plastic has a place and don't misuse it and contain it and see it for what it is and use it properly, dispose of it properly and if something can't be disposed of, I don't really know what the answer is to that. You know, Ab- like if- absolutely. Yeah, a- mm. absolutely. And, you know, plastic, you know, you've touched upon the, the history of plastic and, and you're yeah. so right. I mean, plastic was particularly fascinating 
you know, when it was invented, because it was the first time manufacturers weren't limited to natural resources. They mm-hmm. invented their own out of these synthetic polymers or these long flexible chains of molecules. And that was like in the, the mid 1800s. And then during World War II, you know, plastic took off. It, it was used for parachutes, body armor, helmets, yes. airplane windows. And, and then it kind Everything. of stuck, or stuck around after the end of the war and, you know, t- Tupperware was invented and, you know, plastic just been sticking around ever since. Um, I think you make a really great point though, also that, you know, not all, while single use plastic is particularly problematic, not all yeah. plastic is bad necessarily. Like bike helmets are made with plastic, mm-hmm. some medical equipment that's life-saving yeah. is made out of plastic. And so that's why, you know, with Kids Versus Plastic, we, we really tried to create a book that gives kids a place to start. And, mm-hmm. you know, it, we didn't want it to be didactic. We didn't want it to be finger-wagging. We just wanted to, to get kids thinking about, in particular, their single-use plastic usage, yeah. like, you know, the straw they get at the at the restaurant, you know, maybe just saying no to that. So it's not yet another piece of plastic that's going to go straight into a landfill or disposed of however that is just, you know, however someone disposes of their plastic, you Mm -hmm. know, and when you think about how long plastic takes to biodegrade or break down, you know, it could take anywhere from 20 years to 600 years or even longer, depending on the type. Mm -hmm. And it's interesting as we travel, you know, full time we're on the road doing our you know love your park store documenting parks and public lands and and their communities and so we're on the road and so mm-hmm. you end up in the world of sometimes getting a lot of salad takeout <laughs> kind of stuff and you get the little <laughs> plastic forks and knives and stuff and we end up with this stash of plastic forks and knives we never need we to actually them. own one we keep mm-hmm. them and we wash them. We you wash know, them and we keep we've them. Been, we've been somewhere where people like, here's like a, here's a to-go box of, you know, like a friend's house. And they'll go, oh, you know, you, you've, good to have you here. We haven't seen you for a while. Here's some to-go things on your way. And they'll give you this thing that's called like, it's it's like, um, I don't know. I don't understand this where it's. It's disposable plastic stuff, like this. Mm-hmm. Like here's your 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 container. But I swear to God, we've had the same container in our backpacks for five years. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Not like, I don't way. understand where the disposable <laughs> thing was. If you can wash it and clean it, and where was uh, where are we on this? Yeah. Because you go in the little Ziploc baggy department aisle, and they're like, oh. Here's like the to-go things, and here's I don't understand. Like that's that's right. where I think it's confusing for kids, parents, and I think parents getting involved with your book and the online programs. Um, it's like everyone can solve this together, especially especially during COVID, where uh, parents are finding that they're homeschooling suddenly. <laughs> you know, it's like here's the right, right. can do. That's why I love the online thing too. Like, and and the book has all these programs that you can do this, do that. Um, it gives parents a way to go, hey, do this, you know. Right, right. There are loads <laughs> of activities today? for sure. 
Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's so true. And there are a bunch of, you know, companies that we profile in the book as well that have some great programs. Like I think uh, Crayola has a program where you can mail mm-hmm. in your, your, you know, the, the, the markers that have dried up. And, mm-hmm. you know, a, ki- a child could even organize something in their community while all the kids are at home. Like, hey, drop your old markers off at my house or something. Leave them, you know, by the mailbox or, or whatever. Mm-hmm. And you can mail them back. Um, so there are loads of activities and, um, you know, I was really excited earlier when I, I heard that you both were in the panhandle because mm-hmm. um, I was just down there about uh, oh, a wow. week ago because my, my mom really? was down there. So, yeah. Cool. <laughs> Are you there? As a charge nurse, you can be a confident and dynamic leader who supports the nursing team and guides their patient care. Grand Canyon University's RN to BSN online degree program equips you with strategies that prepare you to manage the ever-changing realities of healthcare while maintaining focus on family support and patient outcomes. What do you think making a difference in healthcare looks like? GCU offers over 250 high-quality online programs like this one. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. Are you there? Yes, Are we all there? there? Yeah, it sounds okay. like we got cut off. It's the panhandle, man. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. No, okay. There's all there. these live oak trees. <laughs> I know, I know. It's it yeah, we've had interesting weather. So things have I told you we're on a farm in the panhandle. So okay, so continue <laughs> on about the panhandle. We're there. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's it's you know, I'm I'm always surprised when the weather is uh it's actually warmer up here than it is down there sometimes. But there's a lot Where of local wildlife down there. Um, my Where mom lives like in the Tallahassee area. I'm in Virginia. Oh, okay. But, oh, yeah. uh, we didn't. We okay. kind of skirted through Virginia. We went to West Virginia and Maryland and Delaware. But we kind of we did get through your state, just like driving through and going. I'm scared. I'm driving out. But we didn't. <laughs> but we didn't spend time. We didn't spend time, but oh, we okay. did spend. Yeah, but Tallahassee. We were in Tallahassee this year. We're in Baker, which is kind of more towards Fort Walton Beach, the Emerald Coast, um, and Pensacola area. So we're in central time, uh, which is oh, cool. Tallahassee. Yeah, we were in Tallahassee, and when we went to Tallahassee, we're like, oh, wait, we're in another time zone. Quick, recalibrate. <laughs> but it's, but this area, yep. it, it's going, like, this is an interesting area. Speaking of the panhandle, going through hurricanes and um, oil spills and all of mm. that, and hurricanes, you know, as we drive around the country, we went through a hurricane here last year. And when you go through this kind of thing, you, we start driving through. It was like, God, this place has a bunch of trash and plastic. What's going on? Well, yeah, hello, there's a hurricane. And you right. know, your litter gets to be transferred. And that's something mm-hmm. we still look at, too, as, you know, these areas um, do get trash floating around it, it does end up in the ocean. And oh, yeah. That's, that's absolutely it. true. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. And, you know, the trash that gets discarded improperly, it gets blown around, it gets washed away mm-hmm. into rivers and lakes, streams, and eventually the ocean. And, you know, like you were saying before, you know, plastic that is supposedly biodegradable, you know, it might biodegrade much more uh, quickly, but it's still plastic. And it's you know, you yeah. already pointed that out and mm-hmm. you get these tiny bits of plastic. And if you've ever looked at tiny pieces of plastic floating in water, you know, mm-hmm. it, it looks a lot like 
you know, to a marine animal or an aquatic animal, it looks a lot like plankton or it looks a lot like a, a you know, krill or like some sort of edible thing to them. Exactly. And they just, they don't know the difference. So it's really, you know, it's becoming part of our food chain and, you know, it's just breaking down slowly in our environment and just kind of getting but, into everything. But even the breaking down of it, like we we're like, oh, it's not breaking down fast enough, but I'm looking at, okay, it's all about chemicals, right? So mm-hmm. it's a bunch of chemicals, but it's in a, a solid form, and now it's breaking down, so then it's releasing chemicals as it breaks down. Right. And what is that doing to the ocean and to the earth? What is that right. actually doing? So we make something. And I'm not blaming humans for it because we're only just trying to survive and do what we need. But there's a a part of us that's always about convenience, right? So we make these things and and we're like, oh, man, look what we did. We made this. But we didn't go what happens when you have to get rid of it. And even if the plastic wasn't thrown about, even when you put it in a junkyard, for example, at the end of the day, you have to get rid of it, and then what happens? How do you get rid of it, and how does it break down, and what chemicals are we putting back into the earth at at what pace, and at um, like maybe there's too much of this chemical, not enough of that chemical? Are we are we changing the earth by what we're doing with plastic? That's my right. question. That's such a great question. And, you know, I will say, you know, it, the rate at which we're putting plastic into the environment is far greater than the rate at which it's breaking down. So you're right. We're definitely mm. altering our environment. And if you look at something like the Great Pacific Garbage Patch, mm. you know, floating mm. out in the Pacific Ocean, you know, we're definitely altering our environment. Um, and you know, it, that's, you know, one of the things that we highlight in Kids Versus Plastic are a bunch of the the solutions that, that some people are trying to come up with to deal with the plastic we already have out there. Um, like, for example, we've got one of the National Geographic Explorers, Arthur Huang. He is actually, he's created... Um, uh, he's taken plastic, like discarded plastic, and actually created building tiles out out of it. So in the future, you know, we might have buildings made of plastic. We might have cities made of plastic. Like, who knows? You know, yeah. so it's kind of this idea of getting the plastic out of our natural environment and putting it somewhere where we can kind of monitor it a little, a little more, and it's not just sort of free-floating out there slowly, you know, breaking down. Yeah, I think that that is a huge part of it. You know, it's like, you know, there's a lot of earth ships being made of tires and plastic bottles, water bottles and things like that. And there's that one dude who had a raft made out of bottles. I don't know what happened to him, <laughs> but he went out and did that. But there there's things that are also um, in, in your book that you give kids and their families ideas of what they can do immediately. That's we can take control now in our own home. And also looking at what is going on in the world of the arts. And Nancy and I have had the, you know, opportunity of seeing a lot of things on our, you know, road trip, our continuous road trip of what happens like in, in just outside Las Cruces, New Mexico, is this giant roadrunner 
The Roadrunner is the uh, uh, paper. Cool. And um, the Roadrunner is made up of all of these old computers and plastics and mm-hmm. anything that should be in a landfill. They made it into this huge statue. And it was an That's icon cool. to say, hey, we need to look at what we're doing with our trash. And you do that a lot in this book, showing that you can use it in art, you can use it in fashion, you can repurpose. Right, absolutely. I mean, we we feature the work of um, some of our grantees and and some and others as well. Um, you know, there are some art installations featured in in various museums that are meant to be, you know, they're just made out of plastic that was found in the ocean, and you know, they're meant to be, you know, these. Um, you know, like art installations that essentially show, like, look, look how much plastic is found in the ocean. It's supposed to be a statement piece. So, you know, there are all kinds of of creative ways people are are using plastic. There's one person who made a a, a dress out of discarded plastic that's actually very beautiful <laughs> that we I see feature in the book. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so there there are tons of interesting things people are doing. You know, we, we also highlight the work of some young people who are seeing this as a problem and they're working to find solutions, like real concrete solutions. There's this one girl in Australia who's using discarded shrimp shells to create a, a plastic alternative. And if you look at it, I mean, it looks a lot like, but it's, it's the difference is it's actually truly biodegradable, unlike plastic so mm. you know these these young people are amazing so i love isn't, it isn't plastic like it has something to do with the oil industry because i don't think you can make plastic without oil am i wrong or right mm. about that do you know you're you're correct and 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 plastic does use fossil fuels um so that's another reason to to try to minimize our use of it and you know, like like I was saying before, though, like this book is is meant to be a place to start for kids and to yeah. just get them thinking. And you know, like you were mm-hmm. saying before, the easy swaps kids can make in their daily lives. We have these recurring spreads that are big and photographic, called um, this to that, and they're just meant to be like an at a glance, you know, look at easy swaps kids can make in their daily lives that just, you know, have just steer them away from single-use plastic. Um, For example, one fun one that that I really liked is, you know, when you go get ice cream, instead of getting Mm -hmm. it in a cup with a plastic spoon, you know, just get your ice cream in a cone, you know, you you save the the cup and you save the spoon. (laughs) Put your face in it. I mean, I used to, I lived in a hut for a while, like, you know, where we you just pass the food around. <laughs> well, I did in Kenya. <laughs> I did. And you pass the food around, you wash it your did. hands in the tub, and you just, anyway, sorry, but it's true. You just kind of, <laughs> we're in America now, I know. But, you know, this is the truth. And and sometimes I go back to our, our ancient cultures, and they had it right. And we should sometimes go back to that. And, and I think that, again, is like, the love affair of National Geographic has always been there. I mean, I think you guys have shown us the world and how people live and also made it okay to understand that we're different and to respect that. And the fact that National Geographic kids, I know I'm just saying this because you're an editor, but I'm saying it because it's so true. It's, you know, the fact that there's 
the kids' portion of it, which I didn't have when I was a kid. I wish it was there. Um, you had Ranger you know, the, the kids, The kids' portion, but that's not National Geographic. You know, I know. So, but National Geographic, like, coolest thing, and yet I was actually also living in part of that side of it. But it is um, huge for kids. And the fact that you have it for mm-hmm. kids means everything because they're everything. They are everything to our planet, the kids and the ecosystem and the wildlife. We have to do everything we can that they can navigate the future and do it comfortably and happily and, you know, feel feel good about it and feel, you know, confident and go out into this world with the ideas and the creativity you know, and so that's, I, I love what you guys do so much. That's why we keep doing, you, you know, National Geographic Kids on the mm-hmm. show, because you guys are really doing an amazing job. And this book, again, it's not just, here's a nice book of, hey, get off of plastic. It's like, here's why, here's this fun way of how we can do things. You're making it a, a attainable, like, you know, accessible. Everyone can get involved. I'm- Thank you so much for saying all of that. And, you know, we definitely hope to achieve all those things. And, you know, I completely agree with you. Kids are incredible change makers. They get so passionate about things. They are optimistic. They're hopeful for the future. They, they Mm -hmm. want to protect their own futures. They care about animals and the planet. And when Mm -hmm. they get passionate about something, they bring it back to their, their families and, you know, they, they have the power to inspire the rest of their family to get in on it. And, um, you know, I, I hope yeah. that Kids versus Plastic does that. I think it, I think it does. I think that, you know, like, the other use for plastics, like you have uh, take a shampoo container, turn it into a pencil holder. Yeah. And then <laughs> save the parents money. You don't have to go buy one. It's already there. You have it. Just, just cut this off and right. do that. No, it's fun I, and I, I know I like that because that's kind of stuff that living in Kenya, we're like, okay, we're going to do this because you can't go get more plastic. Mm-hmm. Now you can, but I'm talking 30, 40 years ago when we lived in Kenya, you couldn't get. What do you mean? Like, I'm in well, my 40s now? Yeah, <laughs> you do. You're so old. Now, we couldn't, the, the, the things from the, the that you get now we didn't have so you made do and actually that was better just you made do you didn't go buy everything new every time and throw stuff out you made do and it worked you know it really worked inside i i missed that part of life where you made do Absolutely. And I, I personally feel like there's something so rewarding about being resourceful yeah. and, cre- you know, flexing your creativity. And, yeah. you know, when I when I repurpose something, I, I feel very oddly proud of myself. So I don't yeah, know if you all feel that way. Cool. Yeah, because it's oh, yeah. cool. You're connected yeah. with the past. If you buy a piece of clothing from a thrift store from the past, you get connected to it. You know, it's like yeah. you wonder who who wore that. What were they doing at this time? And you start to think about the fibers. And you think you've got to think, you know, even just clothes, how they were made way back when. You know, right. what? So, but we got to get going because we got Tana oh, on our show sure. to talk about uh, <laughs> uh, 
cleaning up the the uh, oceans and all of that good stuff too. So uh, it's been awesome to have you on the show, Ariane. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for doing the book, Kids versus Plastic. Everybody, National Geographic Kids, uh, just type it in on Google. You'll find it. Go on their website, especially as parents, and get your kids connected with all the the activities that are part of it. You can get the book on Amazon, of course, all of those great places, and also through National Geographic Kids. You can do that, too. So thank you so much for joining us. It's been a true pleasure. Thank you. Likewise. All right. Take you care. take care.